It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This week's episode of Beyond Reason is brought to you by Nodakian Studios. If you want a piece of fine pottery or a painting to die for, check out Nodakian Studios at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Nodakian Studio. Welcome to Beyond Reason. A show for those who dare to have an open mind. Now here's your host, Justin Cancellari. Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very brand new episode of Beyond Reason. My name is Justin Cancellari, and this is the show for those who dare to have an open mind. I've got an amazing episode for you guys, and it's going to be an awesome one, so I'm going to get right into it. Now, Justin's Podcaster of the Month. Cisco Murdoch has been searching for pieces to the paranormal puzzle since her first encounter with an angry ghost as a child. That search was set in full motion upon finding a book by Hans Holzer and his desire to help the family and the tormented entity. Her open-minded, heartfelt search continues still after 45 years, believing all wisdom is not found in one place. She's been collecting theories and information from a Native American background and elders from many spiritual paths, helping in an open-minded, heartfelt search for ways to help the ghosts that find her. Leading with first, do no harm, and trying to remember ghosts are people too with all the different personalities that come with being human. Cisco, welcome to Beyond Reason. Thank you so much for having me, Justin. I'm just honored to be here. I think this is just a great idea, and I love your podcast, and I love you. So, great to be here. Well, I congratulate you for being Podcaster of the Month for September for Beyond Reason. And what a cool month. Thank you so much. This is great. I mean, it, it, it's amazing when you said it. I think it's very cool that you're you're doing that, and... Uh, spotlighting people that way and i'm just honored to be here tonight thank you so much for thinking of me all right so we went through your bio at the intro but i wanted to give you guys or give you a uh a chance to tell my listeners how you kind of got introduced to the paranormal and eventually into paranormal podcasting well i get. <sighs> I got introduced by the, to the paranormal from experiences like, like so many people, you know, you have an experience or, you know, something happens to you and you want to try to understand it. Um, 
And it started happening to me at a very young age. I can remember so many being an infant and seeing things, talking to people that other people told me weren't there, you know, whether they were or they won't weren't. It's hard to put timelines together. I mean, if you think you were talking to your grandfather, you know, one night in your, you know, as a, as a baby, you know, two, three, four years old. And then later on you say it, somebody says, no, grandpa wasn't here. I mean, you kind of blow it off. You know, you're not really sure of exactly, but as you get older, you start finding out timelines and you go, okay, that couldn't have happened, you know, and if it did, it was something paranormal. And those things happen to me all the time. But when I was very young, we lived in a haunted house. Well, it was a farmhouse that had hauntings. Let's just put it that way. There was definitely ghosts there. There was definitely something very, very dominant and evil in the garage uh, barn, rather. Right. And uh, it was definitely haunted by a very angry and upset re- Revolutionary War soldier. And I saw him a lot. But I didn't realize till many years later that other people in the house saw them saw him too so it took a while for that to be validated we just didn't talk about it back then oh you know many people that, didn't back then no <laughs> and my father was not having it my father was a world war ii soldier and he had back then they called it shell shock not ptsd and he liked to deal with that with a lot of alcohol And that man did not put up with nonsense. So if anything could have happened during the day, you didn't sit around the dinner table and discuss it. Hey, do you remember when that orb went through the living room? Wasn't that funny? You know, that stuff did not happen. You know, you kept it. It was a big secret. So that's when I started going other places. You know, when I started getting a little bit older and books and things like that and was always very interested in it. And I would always ask. I learned to go to the older people to ask them because they would talk to you about it at certain times. They would tell you stories and you could put it together. So that's what got me interested. The podcast, I kind of went in the back door, I think, because uh, being an artisan, I spent a lot of time in the studio. I love to listen to things while I'm working, it, you know, and, and more so people talking about a subject that gets me thinking or that I'm interested in rather than music. Because with music, I'm a musician too, so it, it just takes me to a different place. So I found podcasts a um, long time ago, and I really love them. And the whole time I'm listening to them, I'm thinking, gosh, I would have loved to ask that person this. Or, boy, I wish they had spent more time talking about that because that's what I was interested in. And then recently, uh, some things happened with my family and everything got changed around real quick. And I thought, you know what? I wouldn't mind doing that. I'd just like to talk to people. I would like to talk to people who have experienced things that may not get a voice. In other words, you know. Um, I would love to talk to them and see how their experience happened to them, all the details. So maybe somebody else will hear it and go, yeah, that's how it happened. That's what happened when I saw it or or this and give other people validation, too. I thought that would be kind of cool. And at the same time, maybe invite people on that I had heard so many other times and get to ask them questions. And I can't think of anything cooler than that, you know, and um, our motto Basically, our mantra 
is what's on the other side of the gate. Let's find out together. You know, nobody's trying to shove anything down your throat. I'm very honest about how I feel at this time, but I'm also honest enough to go, that could change in five minutes. If I see something else that I was going, whoa, I was wrong. Look at this. You know, something else is going on here because that's this subject. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people are looking for answers, especially if it's happened to them, you know, and to have a place to talk about that and not be ridiculed and, and told that they're liars, you know, because that happens a lot too. People say that that doesn't, but you take a picture of something and you put it up on the internet and watch what happens, you know? Well, the funny thing about that is, is people, I, I've told people that I work with, um, you know, they ask what I do outside of, of work and, I've told them, you know, I do, I do a paranormal podcast. I do two paranormal podcasts, as a matter of fact. And they're like, oh, well, has this ever happened to you? And it's like, well, okay, yeah, it's happened to me. But has it happened to you? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me your, like, I don't want to talk about my stuff because I want to hear other people's stuff. And I I think it's, it's, it's the same way for, for them. They don't want to be ridiculed because... They, they have a story of their own. Yeah. I think a lot of us have been collecting uh, data since a very young age. I mean, I know I have. You know, and I used to try to, I mean, I'm telling you, even as a young kid, I mean, I couldn't possibly get any closer to the great big zenith that sat in the living room when, you know, In Search Of came on or something else. Oh, gosh, you're doing ghosts. Or I'd watch old movies that had ghosts in it because there's a lot of good old movies. That that really got it right. You know, I'll tell you right now, if you're an Abbott and Costello fan and you haven't seen uh, the time of their lives, watch it. I mean, in 19, what, 38, early 40s, they got it right. You know, it's unbelievable how they did it, you know. Um, But things like that and you're collecting all this data and you're putting it all in these like little invisible files, you know, Mm. like, okay. Maybe that's what happened to me, you know, that's how the mist formed. And then all of a sudden somebody formed in it, the light did this. And I heard this crackling, Hey, that happened to me. I heard it that way. I mean, that kind of detail, not just, I was visited by something, you know, I was really trying to get all, uh, you know, was hungry for every detail they could tell me, you know? And like I said, I learned to go talk to the older people because it was very rare that, uh, you know, like say we had this old neighbor when I remember living in this one farm and he'd always go out, you know, he'd roll his own cigarettes, he'd walk out to the fence and he'd look out over, you know, the cow field. And I knew that was my time. I go talk to him. Hey, Uncle Al, you ever see a ghost? You know, and it would always be something like, you know, like the old timers would say back there was like, no, I don't believe in none of that nonsense. But I'll tell you what, there was this time. Right, there was this time. Right. <laughs> right? And it, it was going on then too, you know. Or I was very lucky and being the fact that I was the youngest child um, of, what, nine. And even though my family took off, they were all older, you know, everybody went in their different direction. My mom and dad got divorced, but because my mom was into a lot of different things, she was into floral design she was into interior design and all these things. I used to get to hang around a lot of adults, 
you know, and you'd be surprised around the table what they'll talk about, you know, and if you wait for the right time and ask, you know, do you ever see a ghost or hear any good ghost stories or something like that? And you try to get them not to tell you the silly ones, you know, right. You want to get them to the point where they're going to tell you the real stuff. And people start opening up and they get real nervous and scared because they didn't understand. But sometimes you'd get lucky and, you know, it's, it's hard because you, it's, it's like going through, <laughs> you're picking it up from wherever you can get it, you know, until you get to the point where you're old enough to go to a library and well, I can still, actually remember. I'm still picking it up where I can oh. get it. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah. Well, too, you know, when you're going into the library, I can remember my mom pulling in front of this library. We were new in town, and the school libraries very rarely held anything good. Right. You know, I mean, it's school library. And you're talking late '60s, early '70s here. Censorship was crazy, you know, um, and rampant. People don't realize that. But I'd go I'd go to the town library. My mom would pull up front. She'd say, okay, run in there and see what you can get. Come back out. And I would always ask, how many can you get? And they'd say, well, you can take out 10. And I'm like, great. And I would always get 10 because you never have time to read them all. You don't know what you want. So I'd get them all. And in this new town, I walked in and I went up to the desk and I knew the rules. They want you to find it yourself. They want you to search for it yourself. They want you to be, you know, self-sufficient, all that kind of stuff. And I went up to the lady and I said, ma'am, I, I know that I'm supposed to look this up myself. It was the Dewey Decimal System. You had to look through the cards. And I said, I'm not sure where this subject is located. And if you wouldn't mind helping me, um, my mom's waiting in the car. She says, uh, what are you looking for? I said, ghost stories. And she said, okay. And she threw out the number 138 something or other. And I ran and I looked. And it was all these things that go bump in the night kind of stories and you know eat a cough drop to stop the coffin from coming down the stairs I mean, it was crazy kid stuff and i'm like oh gosh this isn't it and i go running back to her and i said i'm sorry ma'am uh, that's not what i was looking for she said well i you know is this and yes that's where i went she said well what are you looking for i said these are kid stories i'm looking for the true ghost stories this woman stood up with the sweater over her shoulders, the little chain that holds the sweater on, and the little glasses on, on her nose. And she pulls down the glasses. She looks down at me. She said, there are no true ghost stories. I can actually remember that happened when I was a kid. Wow. There are no true ghost stories. You know. And eventually... She took me over and she took me to like you know, supernatural cult, spiritualism, and stuff like that. And she showed me that I got it 10 of whatever. Now, looking for true ghost stories, they probably have a whole room full. And that's not very much time between the two times. A lot of things have changed. Now there's probably so much you're going to have as much trouble going through all that and trying to find the true within the true as I did trying to find the true within, you know, that didn't even really exist or at least wasn't being offered, you know. Mm -hmm. Not crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and and today it's so oversaturated that it's like, okay, well, what's what 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 truth is there anymore? That, well, that's what I'm saying, and it's almost like we got teched ourselves. I remember talking to Steve Stockton not too long ago, and we were talking about, gosh, you remember when you got a book and you could look through it, and they'd have the the uh, 
a picture of the brown lady coming down the staircase in the house in Britain, and you just stare at it all this time. You, just, you know, there might be five or six pictures in there, and now you can just flick through the internet like crazy or right. bazillion different books. And now you got to look at them and go, okay, which one's, you know, Photoshopped, which one's CGI, you know, which one's that, which one did somebody, or am I looking at something real? See, we still don't really know unless you're standing in front of it. You know, I know many picture, people who have great pictures that could be something. I have those. Right. You well, know? I've and said I to, know I didn't do anything. I've said to Eric, my co-host on, on Paratruth Radio, that, you know, Jesus Christ himself could be f- filmed mm-hmm. coming down from the heavens and everybody watching on TV would be like, nah, no, 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 no. That's CGI. Mm-hmm. That that's not real. Look, 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 look. You can see the, the green the green screen behind him. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And it's and we have these things happening to us. I mean, how many different paranormal investigators? I know so many, you know, and I think it's wonderful these groups are going out and doing the things mm-hmm. they're doing really trying to understand you know every group is different that's like saying you know well we were talking about cars at another time every car is different basically they're all they all have the same type of mechanics they all have like four tires and they all have this and you know that but that's where the the things are different because if you have five different people going into a haunted location it's going to be handled different than the next five that go in you know, the tech is going to be different or the, the chemistry is going to be different. The intent's going to be different. The knowledge, the, you know, the, the way the ghost, you know, or whatever it is, is going to maybe communicate or maybe, yeah, not tonight. I don't like these people. You know, it doesn't, we're not, you can't, you can put science to it, but you can't have science prove it because you right. can't have it repeat over and over and over. And that's this subject. And, I think it's great that people are going out and trying to figure out what's happening, especially the ones that go into a home or an establishment. My favorite ones are the ones that do that and care more about the ghost that's in trouble than the people that are having the trouble. You know, like my favorites are like Hans Holzer, you know, or I've got Echo Bodine and, and, you know, so many other ones that, it's not that they care more about the ghosts. It's just that they deal more with if it is a ghost, if it is a human ghost that would like assistance by helping that ghost, you're actually helping the homeowner or the business owner or whatever, because if you help that ghost, then the problem leaves. Right. So it's not so much that you care more about that ghost and you, you know, the dead than the living, but you're handling, you're going after the issue. You know, right. and trying to figure it out. But then you add in, you add in mental health and God knows all the other things that you got to consider. You know, you can't just walk into a home and say, you know, I mean, it could be telekinesis. It could be poltergeist activity. It could be, so it, it, there's so many levels to this, you know, so it's very difficult. Um, I really dug the way Hans Hosler did it. Um, I've read probably every book he's done. I tried to read the others that got into the more theoretical, you know, um, time travel and uh, hypnosis and astral projection and all that. But I, I never, I don't understand it as much as I would need to 
to pursue it, if you know what I mean. I don't like to mess with things I don't understand until I get the gist. Same thing with equipment. You know, I went, I've had a couple weeks ago, I had the chance to go into Gettysburg with a fantastic um, combination of a couple of uh, paranormal teams and an extremely haunted location. And it was interesting to watch them use the different equipment. And it was interesting to try to understand what each of the things did. Um, some of them are way out of my league to try to understand. I, I'm to, so for the life of me, you can explain it to me a hundred different ways, but I don't understand how a box can take a ghost's energy and turn it into a word. I'm not saying it can't. I'm saying I don't understand it. You know, so I'm not going to be able to look at that. The only way I could use that if I was in a situation was if it validated what I was already feeling. Did you see what I mean? Right. If I was hearing, my name is Emily, and the darn thing said Emily, I would go, okay, that's what I was feeling. Next. You know, that's the only way it could work for me. But there are people who understand those things, you know, and I think that's awesome. But uh, that's not me. Well, I'm more, I mean, you have to look for validation in this, in this industry because, I mean, it, it's technically not really research unless you can validated by something that happens or, or, or a feeling or mm -hmm. whatever. So, right. I agree. And I think, I think the, the fantastic scenario would be if everything went together, whether you have people that were, you know, I've said that a thousand times. I think if you have whatever you want to call them, medium, a psychic medium or sensitive or an empath and you've got all the tech and you've got all the cameras and you've got all the chemistry and everybody goes in there with the same intent of trying to figure out what's happening here, who's happening here and what's their mindset because you can't just go in there if you do have a ghost and it is a human ghost and that's hard right there because there's a lot of entities out there that can pretend and there's lots of tricksters that know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've often asked people, well, what do you mean you're, you know, you're asking the Ouija, well, the Ouija board said this and I'm like, okay, there are about maybe five people I can count, you know, off the top of my head that I would believe what they said to me while they were standing in front of me. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're asking a Ouija board and you have no idea who you're talking to. What makes you think that they're not lying? What? Because I'm interested. I'm not saying they are. I'm interested in what makes them think. Is it a feeling? Is it an energy that they're pulling off of it? Is it a, there's more to, there's got to be more to it. You can't just, well, the Ouija board said, you know, to do this. Really? You know, who are you talking to? Right. Because, uh, that's that's a little scary. And do I think, just for the record, do I think Ouija boards have any kind of power? Uh-uh. They do the same thing with a pendulum. You can write on the floor with a Sharpie and use a, you know, jelly jar glass. It's the same thing. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with the board. Right. You know? It's it's just a, a, a uh, tool, if you will. But I, I feel that that's why a lot of uh, Christians believe that ghosts quote unquote are are demons or whatever because you you can't really say that they're not some something masquerading as something else because you don't know mm -hmm. unless you have feelings i've i've had that conversation multiple times with people 
And I've sat with people that have amazing abilities. And I've thought since our last conversation when I had you on my show about that too. And I just don't know. That this one has to go in the question mark category. I don't know if something so evil could mask its feeling to be high vibrational. I just don't think that's possible. I don't know, but it's a thought. You see, to me, if something comes in, like I just, I'm trying to write all these stories down and I'm in the almost done with a book that Steve Stockton and I are working on and, and he asked me to go back over this one chapter because he wanted me to put some more in and the only reason I'm writing this is because he convinced me over three to four years of talking to me about it he said Cisco if you don't write them down the stories are going to die with you these are your experiences you should put them down at least just have them, your grandkids have them whatever because You, this is what happened. This is what I think it could have been. It could have also been this, this, and this. What do you think? Because I don't want to shove it down their throat. But this is what I've, over time, come to believe. This is what I thought at first. And now it's maybe this. You know, I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can about it. Because how am I going to help people match it up to their experience and guidance if that's what they're looking for? If I don't at least do that much, does that make sense? Right. Yeah. 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 So I wrote this one story. Here, here's one I want to tell you just so you can understand what I'm saying about the vibrations. Okay. And I know you get it, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to get a picture here. I was in a bad situation and I was trying to help this, um, this person in my family who had a lot of issues going on. If you've ever had that person in your family, you just, you're at that brink where you go, okay, is it one more time or is it going to keep on going or do I really, did we go back over here? Do we try this again? You know, where, where are we going with this? I was you know, that person people, at one point. So. Okay. Well, you know, I was too at one point in my life, which is why you have a higher tolerance because you feel like you owe the people who helped you to help the next person. Right. I'm totally down with that. Right. But this had been... You know, it's like, how much is enough is enough, right? And it was affecting other people, too. So, you know, you got to think about that. So, anyway. So, I did an awful lot of time uh, also trying to do, like, you know, kind of um, AA and things like that. I'd been a sponsor. I had been that person that you called or I'd come down at 2 o'clock in the morning and pick up at the bar and get you home safe. I did that, you know, before I had kids. I've been there. And because somebody did it for me. And uh, I had a sister used to pull me out of bars by my ear, tell me she loved me the whole time while she was kicking me in the butt. Awesome woman. (laughs) I learned how to try to finish a beer while being dragged out of a bar. It was awesome. It's not not easy to do, but I I had enough practice. So, I mean, I've been there. So you're going to be more tolerant, but after a while you keep jumping in the water to save these people and you have to, you get to the point where you have to knock them out, drag them out and you're talking to them. All of a sudden you turn around and jump back in again. You know, you get to that point where how many times am I going to do this? You know? Right. So anyway, I got the call 
And luckily enough, I had a, a wonderful lady who lived next door. She was older, and she loved to watch my kids. And they were already ready for bed, and I grabbed a Disney tape and a bag of popcorn, and I knocked on her door, and she was excited as I'll get out to see them. And I said, look, it's just it's a mile and a half up the road, two miles tops. I got to go do this. And she totally understood. Now, this was before everybody without money had cell phones. I'm sure they were around, but we certainly didn't have them. Right. And... I was just so intent on getting there on time to help this person and get them to where they needed to be to be safe. And I was going to come home and everything was going to be a nice Friday night. Everything's going to be cool. So I jump in the car and I start going and I'm thinking, okay, I know where this place is and I'm talking to myself and I'm getting myself there. And I'm like, I have to go through a really horrible, bad part of town. And it's not like I wasn't used to going, you know, places like that in my youth. But now when you're a mom, you kind of think, about your kids first, like, you know, and it, it, things change, you know. So I wasn't so worried about going through the town. I just wanted to make sure I knew where I was headed because I didn't want to be late. And I certainly didn't want to be walking, which is what I wound up doing because I forgot to put gas in the car and the car died. Put, 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 stop. And I coasted over to the side and I'm like, what? You know, I could be such an idiot, but I get it. It happens. I got no money. I've got nothing on me. I don't even have like a pen knife or nothing, you know, meant nothing. I get out of the car, put my flashers on, get out of the car and I start walking and I'm thinking, okay, about a mile and a half in the dark. They didn't even bother fixing the streetlights in this place. You know, that town, they didn't bother fixing them. And I'm walking and I'm thinking to myself, I got to be two places at once. I got to get back to my kids. This doesn't look good. It's a really bad part of town. And I got to get to the person I'm getting to where bad things are going to happen there and everything's going to go awry. And I was just so over it and so filled with emotion that I just looked up at the sky and I said, look, and this is how I talk, you know, to my God, my divine, my angels, my helpers. This is exactly how I say it. No sing songy prayer. No memorized anything. This is how I say it. Look, guys, I need help. I said, you know, to, to my angels, to my guys, anybody that needs to stick a hand in here, I need some help. You either need to send me somebody or you need to send me some guidance because I got to get through this night. You know where I got to get. And if I don't get there, I promise you at this point, I am done. I am done. If this happens again, I'm done. And I said, you know what I'm talking about. And I said, I have to get back to my kids. I said, I'm tired. I've got no money. And I need some help. And I looked up again and I said, Archangel Mike, you got this? And I said, you you understand me. I need help. And I put my head down. This is exactly how I said it, probably verbatim. I turned around, I looked back at my car, and I could see the flashers still going. It's just like the only thing that lit up the night, and it was like emergency, emergency. And I remember saying, you got that right, honey. And I started walking. I took probably three, four more steps, Justin. And a car pulls up, pulls over to the side, just past me. Little silver something or other, like a Camaro-shaped body. And I remember looking up and going, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, because you're like, uh, what do I do, right? Right. Now, here's where the empath vibration stuff comes in. Every 
human common sense vibe muscle in my body was going off full tilt boogie one you know don't do it and i just calmed myself down and i said wait and i started walking toward the vehicle and i had my hand out palm out and i'm walking toward the vehicle and i'm not getting anything bad off of it no vibration everything was kind of light like okay it took everything I had to calm down and do this, but I did it. And I'm looking at the license plate, and it's blurry. And I'm like, what's that about? Why can't I see it? And I'm blinking, and I'm thinking it's from the exhaust from the header coming right out from underneath. It was an old vehicle. And I blew it off, and I just paid attention to my, to my hands. Walked around the back of the vehicle to the side, and I'm still getting nothing bad. Everything was calm, warm, high vibration, goodness coming off this vehicle. I said, okay. And he leaned over and he manually rolled down the window. And I, right then was the first time I saw his face. Short cropped hair, dirty blonde, kind of looked like an old soldier, like short soldier. And I was right there by the base. And short little button-down blue shirt and tan pants. That's about all I saw. It was bucket seats. There was nothing in between. Shifter, hearse, probably a hearse on the floor, it looked like. And I'm like, okay. And I'm scanning it. I'm scanning the front of the vehicle. I'm looking at the floor. I'm looking at the, the back seat. Nothing in the back seat. Nobody in the back seat. Nothing weird back there. And I'm listening to what he says. Is that your vehicle back there? A little conversation. And the whole time he's speaking to me, he's looking at me with the bluest eyes I've ever seen in my life. They were so calm. And they were just sparkly. It freaked me out. There was just... It was throwing me off my game. And he said, you shouldn't be walking along out here. Come on, I'll give you a ride. Because I told him I was only going about a mile and a half up and where I had to turn. I put my hands on the window one last time, and I felt nothing but calm. And like an idiot, I opened the door. I got in. He motioned toward the seatbelt. I put it on. I couldn't believe I was doing this. I had no idea what was happening. And I was sat so close up against that door that I was almost on the other side of that passenger door. And he kept looking at me. I was watching his hands. He shift, got pulled on the road. And I'm watching that hand, boy. And I'm thinking, yeah, I could take him. You've never been a young woman walking down a dark road before, Justin. I'm telling you, this is, goes through our heads. And I'm watching him, and he's just smiling at me. He looks at me, he's driving, he looks at me, he smiles. He goes, you can be calm. I, I promise I'll get you there safe. And every time I had a thought, it was like he was reading my thoughts. You know, like he was answering me. Hmm. I remember I almost thought, am I saying this out loud? I mean, he was freaking me out. So we get up to where we're going, and he's chit-chatting. I wouldn't let my mom or my sister, you know, walk, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, that's not creepy. <laughs> and we're still riding, and we come to the turnoff. Now, there's a short red light under the parkway where you turn, and I can almost see far off the, the little construction hut that I need to get to. I can see the construction you know, vehicles and the equipment and stuff, and I'm like, oh, God, I feel better, man. I could run from here, you know? And he stops, and he looks at me, and he puts, runs his hand down his face like to compose himself, and he says, listen, I'm going to tell you something. He says... We, we always should try to help people, and we all have a path we have to follow, right? And 
I'm like freaking out. I said, yeah. And he goes, I thought you would have seen the municipal plates and be a little calmer. I'm like, municipal plates? What I'm about to say now sounds impossible. But he looks at me and he nods and he nods towards where I've watched his hand shifting. And he said, yeah, I'm a detective. I just got off duty. And right then as he nods, I see a holstered weapon stuck between his bucket seat and the housing of the gear, the, the shifter, and his wallet with his badge. There was nothing there. There was nothing there on my honor, on my kids. There was nothing there until he nodded. And I about fell out the door. And he looks at me and he says, yes, we all have a path in life. We need to follow. The car starts to take off. The red light changed. And he says, but you cannot help somebody who doesn't want help. Do you understand me? I maybe grunted. I maybe said yes. I maybe nodded. I don't know. I'm looking at his face, and I'm looking at what wasn't there before. And he starts pulling down this dark road towards this thing, and I just pointed. I couldn't say anything. And he pulls in. It's a gravel parking lot. I can hear the tires on the gravel, dude. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know? And I look up, and I see uh, the boss and I see a couple of workers there and I recognize the trucks in the parking lot. I'm like, just let me get out of this car. Just let me get out of this car. And he, they're moving around and he leans towards, looks at me again. He goes, is he there? Is he there? I never said who I was going to meet. And I just said, looked up in the window. Yeah, he's there. I open up the car door and I jump out and the window still rolled down. And he said, he leans over, he looks at me again, and he says, remember what I said. You cannot help those who do not want to be helped. Will you remember that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And I'm talking real fast. Yeah, I'm okay. I'll be all right. Now we can borrow a truck. And I'm <laughs> And he says, I don't even remember. I mean, I'm just rattling. And he says, remember what I said. And I said, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And those eyes were so blue, man. And I quick ran around the front of the vehicle, and they're already coming to the door and, like, opening the door. You know, it's a, like a trailer, so you got those wooden things you run up, wooden steps you run up, little mm-hmm. porch. Right. And the boss has got the door open. He's like, hey, you finally made it. We started to worry about you. And he's battling like this. And I'm like, I run in the door and to get on the other side of him. And he goes, what did you do? You know, did you walk here? He says, look like you ran. And I said, no, nah, man, that guy. You know, he says, you know, oh, your car. He's a, he says, oh, wait, he goes, what did you do, run, walk here? He goes, you know, I don't see your car. And I said, no, man, that guy. And he goes, what guy? And I go, that man like that. And I look out on the porch. There's no car. There's no sound of the tires pulling off the gravel. I run off the end of the porch, and I'm looking down both sides of the road. This is a dark, daggum road. The street lights aren't working. There are no red taillights in the distance in either direction. And I'm like, what just happened? I am dumbfounded. I got my hands on the side of the the, the thing, and everybody's coming out. And they're talking to me. Oh, you can borrow this truck. Let's get a gas can. Let's get it. And they're all yattering around a bunch. They go down, and they you know, start getting ready to get in one of the trucks we're going to borrow and stuff. And I just stood there, and I promise you I did this, Justin. I looked up at that Alabama sky, 
And I said, thanks, man. I remember. And I did. And that man did not want to help. And very soon after that, he found out I was no longer going to help. And he's still in the mess. Now you tell me what that was. Was it a spirit guide? Was it a guy who got out of there without us hearing those tires on the gravel? Possible. Down the road without the lights flashing? You know, without the red tail lights in the right. distance? Neither right. I don't know. But the vibration coming off of that car. The smell in that car, I'll still never forget. It smelled like fresh peaches, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. There's no air freshener. What does that even mean? Right. <laughs> but you know, what an odd thing to smell. Fresh right. peaches. Well, that sort you of know, kind of reminds I, me of the the song Private Malone by David Ball. Have you ever heard writing with Private Malone? And all I could think of when you were talking about that was that song because it, even if it was a person... It was somebody who was sent to you by whatever, God, higher power, whatever you want to call it, to, to help in, in your time of need. It was, it, I, I still can't tell you to this day. His eyes were absolutely the most bluest I've ever seen. And I mean, I've, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, it was crazy. How did he know? Right. I was so careful of the things I said because you never, I hitchhiked a lot as a, a, a teenager. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I, you know, before I went in the army, I hitchhiked all over the place. And that's crazy and it sounds stupid and I don't recommend it. <laughs> but I did stupid things, you know, and I got myself into situations that probably should have killed me and got back out of them somehow. But, you know, I was careful about what I said. I was careful about how I said it. I watched his hands. There was nothing between those bucket seats. I mean, if he did have some kind of magical powers or supernatural powers, to go through that much just to materialize a gun and a badge so I would be more calm, you know, maybe listen to him, trust him more. It was there some kind of thing of invisibility on that first so it wouldn't upset me? I have no answers. But I can tell you, the vibration on that, you know, the reason I brought that up was that's one of the times I realized the big difference, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Because the, they, they over, it was so good and so kind and so high vibrational that it overrode every bit of fear, every bit of doubt, every bit of caution, you know. Overrode uh, the, the fight or fight. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And the closer I got, the more it did it. And I've walked into homes like that. I've walked into places like that, um, businesses and things that the very opposite happened as well. And that's what I mean that I don't think um, something that was extremely evil or was giving off such a low vibration could raise the vibration enough to pretend for that long to be good. Right vibrational frequency way right. i don't know you know could gin what millions of years old or whatever been around i don't know what kind of powers they have right. absolutely right. maybe cloak something or you know i mean they cloak themselves to us so who knows yeah who knows but you know just under the experiences that i've had that's what i would have to go on because that's the only tools i have in my box Right. But could I say definitively one way or another? 
you also have to look at the intent, what's happening at the time. Is it trying to get you to do something you don't want to do? Or is it trying to get you to go do something good? And this person was trying to get me to take care of myself. Right. When you're, when you're asking for help that, I mean, that's the other thing too. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a beautiful world and it's, you know, it's an ugly world at the same time. And the only things that we really have is our own common sense and our own discernment to get us through those things. And that's kind of what we have in the paranormal and supernatural too. Have I seen outright miracles happen pretty much before my eyes? You bet I have. And I've seen some downright evil things too, you know, and really the only thing we have is to discern those things. And I like to get people on to talk about the things that's happened to them and what they've discovered, you know, in their time, you know, if you can get somebody that's been on this, like Richard, Richard Senate, I'm actually getting to talk to him in a couple of weeks and I'm thrilled. I watched that man talk, you know, uh, as a so-called expert, you know, how they, they really don't get to choose, you know, they'll put right. the little name, Senate, paranormal expert underneath, right. you know, <laughs> tell them to do that, you know. Well, um, like I've said to several people, if, if you claim to be a quote unquote expert in the paranormal, you're not an expert at all. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, I get that people tell you to do that uh, on your yeah. books or whatever, but. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that a lot. I had somebody introduce me once a couple of years ago as a paranormal expert. And that's the first thing I said, oh, oh wait a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Paranormal. I'm an expert in trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Right. It's not, I got nothing, man. Right. You know, it's like, you know, I've got more questions now than I did when I started. Right. The only thing that I have found out is that there's so many people that go through this. Right. So by the sheer numbers, you know, whether you're talking about UFOs or Bigfoot or cryptids or this or ghosts or whatever, the sheer number alone has got to tell you that something is happening. Right. You know, as as skeptic as a lot of people can can be like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, there there are people that call themselves atheists out there and they, they try and rationalize what certain things are happening. It's like, okay, well, what about this? Oh, I don't know. Well, what about this? Well, I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Well, then that should tell you right there that even if you don't believe in God and the devil, mm-hmm. there's something out there that's happening that that you can't explain. So how how do you say that there's nothing out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's me. You know, I mean, I think at this point in my life, I can tell you, I absolutely, positively believe in the divine. What is it? You know, the one God. Um, you know, multi-universe, uh, source, uh, all loving, all knowing. Yeah. That's about where I'm leaning. You know, do I think that all religions have it wrong? No, I think they all have it right in a certain way. Right. Right. That's just what I've kind of figured out. They all kind of have a piece of it just right. You know, just, just like each, if you zeroed in on villages, you know, still in Peru or in Africa or, you know, any part, you know, of the world you want to talk about where they're doing the same type of things that this one over here is doing and have been doing for ages. You know, I think that, I think that there's that, I think that we all have a source like that. And I do believe, um, in other dimensions, I do absolutely believe in, you know, other universes, let alone other planets and mm-hmm. life on other planets right. and things like that. The multiverse absolutely. type deal. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I honestly believe, Justin, that, that at this point in time, I can sit here and tell you, I all honestly believe that it's all connected in some way. I just really feel that, like kind of like that avatar thing, you know. I really believe that in some way we're all connected, whether it be just energy, you know, or or taking a bucket out of the ocean. If you stick your hand in there and you flick drops in every direction, well, there's still a little part of that ocean. They've just gone and changed form and become their own thing. Right. But they're still part. Right. And that's where I'm leaning to. But I absolutely believe in the divine. You bet. And I, be- I talk to my angels every day. And angels don't belong to one group. They are for everybody. And I've seen them, man. I've seen them create miracles. I've seen them pull me out of absolute 100% um, harm's way, in near death even. Now, whether that was an angel or a guide, I can't tell you, but I've seen two different ones, so it could have been either. You see what I mean? I've seen right. them both, right. and they're both very high, high vibrational, so it's hard to discern in frequency which one that would be unless they come out and say, hey, I'm not an angel, I'm a guide. And I wish they'd just come out and say, it's much easier, right? But uh, I've seen too much to disbelieve in anything. You know, uh, that, that's where I'm sitting. Somehow and I feel I love that the- guide or angel, I mean, it, in, in my opinion, an angel can be a guide in a sense because they're leading you sure. to a, a different path. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I'm not an expert on that either. I had somebody on that was so good at that. It was Rob Guttrow. He was so good at explaining the difference. And, you know, I said, yeah, that sounds about right, you know. But I do believe that there are archangels out there and other forms, you know. Right. But at the same time, I also believe in pugwedgies and leprechauns and fairies. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because who am I to say something doesn't exist? Right. Well, you know, know, doing Paratruth Radio, that's... That's my belief in in the full front. Yeah, there's angels and demons, but look at everything else in between. Yeah, from a, a Christian standpoint, you can say, oh, well, everything else is demons except for angels. But really, look at the context and look at everything else. And it's like, okay, you really have to look at this stuff and, and see and understand that it's, it's really hard because I, I do follow the Bible to an extent. But mm-hmm. I also am a full believer that there is so much more out there mm-hmm. that it's like also, you can't. I also have to think the Bible. I don't get how an all loving God. This is my deal. An all loving God would then all of a sudden have a bad day. Go, okay. I'm I'm a flood. I, I'm out, I, I've had a, this is it. I'm I'm bringing this flood and I'm going to kill everything. We're start again. I think a lot of that fear based garbage is all man putting that in oh. there for power. Well, I I think any any religion is man yeah. trying to interpret yep. what yep. God or the the source or whatever you want to call it the universe is trying to tell us. <laughs> but we have a human brain, an organic brain that is not perfect by any means. If we tried to use 100% of our brains because it it said that we only use 10% of our brain or 10% of our brain at a time. If we use 100% of our brain 100% of the time, 
imagine what could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, the minute you start putting the fear in it, right. I, 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 that's just, again, this is just me. This is, you know, love according to Cisco, you know, <laughs> love. I mean, honestly, if you boil it down, be good to yourself, man. Yeah. Don't be an ass. Well, I mean, people. be good to yourself you know? and be good to others. I mean, try, really. try to move past, try to learn and then move on because we're here to learn. I really think we are. I'm a big believer right. in, you know, this isn't the only time. And right. I, I believe in reincarnation, if that's what you want to call it. I believe in karma, if that's what you want to call it. You know, um, I think it holds a lot of water, you know, that we're here to learn that it's possible we do belong into soul groups and then we get back home or whatever you want to call that or the other realm or the other side and then maybe go and that's when we get our memory back and go, oh, wow, I've had like 50 lives and I still haven't got that right yet. Let me do it again. <laughs> you know, it's like, it could be. I'm really leaning towards that it could be. And you know what, Justin, if I'm wrong, what did I lose? Right. You know, right. If, if that's it, then that's it and how am I going to know? But if I'm right, then I'm going to try to do what I can here and, you know, and try to help if I can. And my thing is I'm going to help. I just got back from Gettysburg and, you know, I go, like I said, I went there. I keep getting drawn back there. Why? Why Gettysburg? When, you know, w within five miles from here, I can walk to one of the biggest battle revolutionary battle uh, fields uh, in, in the, in the revolutionary war in Fort Monmouth. Or freehold, right almost outside my door. Right. Why am I going to Gettysburg? Is did I live before and, and fight there? I don't know. You know, was I a townsperson? Was I a loved one? Was I was gonna say, did, did you have a husband? That's I mean, that I don't would know. be something to do, right? Uh, yeah, it could be anything. I mean, there were females there that were found dead that were oh, right, absolutely, in, right, uniforms and such. I mean, there were so many things touched by that place, but why there? Right, you know. And um, I've heard many a people that have gone to battlefields and, you know, felt certain things and for whatever reason started finding out, you know, or maybe got an EVP that something called me, you know, Captain, what are you doing back here or whatever weird stuff. And then finding out that this person really did exist. I mean, how many kids do we know that come back and have dreams about being shot down in World War Two or being on the Titanic or whatever. Oh, there's, you know, I mean, there have been kids in the newspaper that say that, Hey mommy, that, that was me. That was my other family right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So if we do have soul groups, Justin, and you know what I mean by that is certain souls that kind of hang out and they all come back in different aspects of those person's lives. All, mm -hmm. you know, it could be boss one time or kid, another or cousin or whatever it is. What if, there's somebody in my soul group stuck there. Or here's another way to look at it. What if my people got with their people and said, that crazy redhead's going to go and she's going to sit in a dark cellar for three hours and try to communicate with these people and get them to understand that they're dead and then tell them all they have to do is look into the light. Your loved ones are right there. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Move it, move it, move it. Because I will do that. And that's the short version you know, of course, I'd never be that flippant with, you know, a soldier. My heart goes out to them. But that's why I do it. Leave no man behind. Where does that stop? 
Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. These were soldiers. These were these were kids. The average age was 18. They were as young as nine. The drummer boys. Soldiers were 12 to 80. You know, and they were caught in this horrible battle. And I'll be darned if I'm going to stand by where somebody goes in there and uses up all their energy just to get them to knock on the door for three. You know. Yeah. Be two knocks for yes, <laughs> and then walk out and leave them there. Right. That's me. Right. You know, if I'm walking into a house with you, I told the homeowner, <laughs> I won't tell you who it is, but she comes out of the porch and girls talking, and she goes, Oh, they bought you. I'm like, Yeah, I'm here. You know, I don't know why I'm here, but I'll figure it out in a minute. And I see this one guy walks by, and, you know, there's so many walking around there. <laughs> and I said, Well, you've got some that are ready to listen. And I said, how do you feel about that? You know, because this is your home. And if you don't want me to come in, I won't. But if I walk through that threshold, you're going to have less ghosts in here than you do now. And I said, and it's really not your choice. I just want you to know when I walk in there, if they're going to listen to me, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And she looked at me. She said, you can do that. And I said, I think that's why I'm here. You know, <laughs> I just, it's just so weird. I said, I can't explain it to you. But if they listen, absolutely. Those, you know, I mean, I was a soldier. Those are my brothers as far as I'm concerned. And it's been 154 years. You don't, don't you think that's enough? Right. It's enough. Right. That's enough. So that's how I feel about it. You know, I've been in homes where the husband has crossed and keeps coming back to get the wife who's a ghost and stuck in her own little whirlwind there. And she can't even hear him. You know, and he's trying to get her to come, come across to wherever across is, you know, and she can't even hear him. So there's all these different aspects of it. Some don't know they're dead. Some do know they're dead. Some aren't moving. You know, I had one guy down there tell me, I'm not ready to go. I understand, you know, and, you know, I'm not ready to go. I'm waiting on another person here. And when they go, I will go with them. And I said, just make sure. I mean, I'm really talking to him just like I'm talking to you. Time is different to you now. It could blink and it could be 150 years and this place could be a parking lot and you could lose all contact. You know, think about that. I've had to do that at bars with jumpers who just basically are sitting there. Going, I'm happy here. I play pool. I have a little whiskey. I, you know, and I, yeah, that's great because now it's a bar. But, when, you know, when it's a parking lot and these people aren't here anymore, you know, it, it's, it's, each one is so individual and so different, but, you know, some are stuck and they still think it's the bar and now it's, you know, it's a playground or something, right. you know, it's just so, there, there's no little folders that you can put all these in, you know, you're talking to a person and just like every person you meet within your day is different and has different aspects ghosts are the same way and then when you start throwing in entities and ancient things that have been here since forever you know that know more than you'll ever know and you know i mean that's a whole different subject but um so anybody that comes in it says that they're an expert across the board you know and they have all the answers that's scary right that's right. scary I love the ones that have been in it for 40, 50 years that come back and go, you know, I said this once, but I was wrong. And now I've changed my mind because I have more information and they don't mind saying that that's character. That's cool. 
and I'll listen to them when they have something to say because that's somebody to learn from, you know. So we're going to just keep talking to people, Justin, until we can get more answers. And and I don't think we'll ever have the answers because it's like somebody's ripped out the last page of the mystery book, man. Right. We got to wait. Well, as a we pod- got to wait. As a podcaster, I feel like I'm going to constantly be saying, okay, well, I said this because a guest was talking about it. But look, I've come across this. Another guest uh-huh. who says something different. So <laughs> this is where we're at. And that's right. But that's okay. You know, I mean, I've heard Rosemary Ellen Guy say, I love the woman. I think she's amazing. I mean, look how many books she's written and things. And she'll say, she'll admit she has spiritual help on that. She'll sit down and she'll plow out like two chapters. She has no idea where it came from. She just feels like she's getting right. help with that. Right. And I, that's cool. I've had several uh, maybe, guests tell me that. Yeah, yeah, and it happens. And then she'll come out and say, you know, last year I wrote this, but now I've gotten a little more information on it, and I'm leaning more towards that. And I went, cool, because right. she's not afraid to say it, and that's awesome. And I'll do the same thing, and I'm nobody, you know. Um, I mean, I'll get people on, and I'll talk to them, and I haven't, I haven't had it yet, but, um, y- you know, where I disagree with them so much that all I can do is sit there and go, can you give me a reference on that so I right. can look at it more? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm really at a loss here because I don't know what you're talking about, you know. Well, and you I, have to agree with them to just, an extent to have them on the show. Right. Well, I agree with their right to think that way. Right. You know, um, and and I want to learn more because I've had people flat out tell me that I love dearly and say to me, um, we have absolutely no right to help a ghost crossover. That's their karma and they should be there and they should suffer through whatever it is they're suffering through. Wow. And I'm like, um, I respect your thought. Right. But there's no way that my guides are going to push me to go someplace that I have no idea I'm going and then sit there and everybody's trying to get information on this. And then I ask one question and they're answering me and they're listening to me and I'm feeling their vibration. You know, to me, I can see them sitting there with their hand out. Listen, I went down in that darn basement and I'm telling you, I went in, my son was behind me. I went in with an older man and uh, a friend and we were going down and everybody was running out, you know, like fire, you know, they're coming. Out, I can't go in that basement. There's so much negativity. And everything around me said, go down there, go down there, go down there. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to everybody and I'm watching all these little, I don't even know the names of this equipment going off. <laughs> and it, the one that it doesn't make any noise, but the, the, the voice comes through. Oh yeah. It just around it. I don't know the name of it. Well, that one was sitting there and a couple flashlights and, the guy was asking some questions. He was getting, you know, the flashlights are going on and off. And I'm waiting and I'm watching everybody doing what they're doing. And um, they played a song. Um, an old, uh, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with union or whatever. Because I said I would be part of that. I said, if you're going to play Dixie down here, I'm going to whoop your ass. You know. Because <laughs> it's rude. It's just rude. I won't be a part of it. Um, so anyway, they played something and it's okay. And, um. I said, okay, is it my turn? And the guy looks at me and goes, sure, babe, go ahead. And I said, because I felt like they were listening at this point. And I sang Amazing Grace for all I was worth. And I said, there, that's for everybody. Let's start raising this vibration up here. Anybody want any help here? And across that box said, yes, please. Yes, please. 
on the whatever those things where the words come out. Spirit box or or the um the word. I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. For the name, but it prints the word. The the one standing next to me shows me the box and it says help. The guy sitting in the chair has got something else and it says please. So I said, Okay, I've got my answer. Here we go. And it was amazing. It was amazing. I'm getting stuff coming across that box. And I'm feeling the answers, but there were so many right there. And they're coming. It's like all all this different stuff. You know, the light flashlights are going on and off for yes and no and answer and stuff like that. But the words that were coming over the thing, and I don't really understand it, like I said, but I recognized some of them. And I said, you know, by then I was getting the vibration up and thinking about their loved ones and what, cause you think about it, they're going through their agony all the time. I got them telling me that they, they were burned. They had their skin burnt off, all this other stuff. They're telling me different things that's happening to them. And I'm trying to get them to remember their loved ones because I'm thinking if I can get their angels and my angels and their spirit guides and my spirit guides together, call out to your loved ones, look at the light and get them to bring the loved ones to the light so they can see that they're over there. They can trust them. They're not going to trust me. I'm a stranger. They're reading my intent, my energy, but that's about it. And one of the women that were down there said, I see them. And she, in another tone of voice, but the same person said, it was that easy. I heard it clear as day. It was that easy. And I said, yeah, darling, it's that easy. It's called love. Go get it. Go into the light. They were gone. And that one that stayed back was telling me and the other gentleman that he did not want to go because he was connected to somebody else there. And, you know, that I won't talk about because that person's still alive. But um, that's when I had to sit down and tell him, I said, I will go up and let you speak to the men because he had a problem talking to a woman. I said, I want you to understand this, though. And that's when we talked about time difference and things. But if you can do that, you know, to help an individual, if it was me, Justin, if I got stuck, I'd want somebody to help me. It was my kid, my loved one. Absolutely. You know, and that's one thing that the dead have taught me about the living. Love continues. Our loved ones go on. Where they go, what they do, I don't know. I don't think they're allowed to tell us exactly. But they say it's different than they thought it was going to be. That it's lighter. It's 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 um, it's not the punishing that they thought, you know, and things like that. Maybe you judge yourself and your own actions. I'm leaning towards that. But what I've learned from the dead about living is that love continues on and you're going to be responsible in some way for what we do here and just to live and love and be the best person that you can be. And when somebody puts their hand out and needs help for the love of all, try to do what you can, whether that hand is a living hand or a dead hand. They're not pets. You know, they don't want to perform for you. Right. They help. And if they want that help, get it for them. If they want to be left alone, then that's free will, and that's their choice. Leave them alone. Plain and simple, that's what I've learned. And until I learn different, that's how I have to walk. 
And if I can help people with my podcast to come on and talk about what they're going through, or I can help an individual, a, a teenager that, that re- is realizing that they're having abilities and nobody else understands, I, I know people I can send you this way. So you'll get some decent guidance or help you find somebody in your community that you can go talk it out with and pick and choose your own walk instead of trying to figure it out on your own and winding up in a bad spot, you know, or, you know, somebody that wants to grow their abilities. Fantastic. If you're having a problem in your home, it's amazing how fast this has grown. What state you live in? You in Canada, you in the United States, you in Britain, because I know somebody who knows somebody that you can talk to and we can see if you can get you some kind of help. That's awesome. And if, if that's what we can do with a little old podcast and a little old microphone and a little bit of heart, we're doing something. We're doing something. And that's why I'm going to keep doing this podcast because in a short amount of time, I've hooked up with so many people and it seems to be like, you know, the guides or spirits or whatever you want to talk about or how you want to say it seems to be using it as a tool because I keep getting these people calling me. I just heard that podcast is exactly what happened to me. Do you think I could talk to that guy? Sure. Let me get a hold of that guy. Hang on. And I'll email him. Sure. Tell him to call me. And they're helping each other or send them in this direction. And I'm sure you've got that too. There was more to this interview, but unfortunately it didn't record. So I do apologize to both you, my listeners, as well as to my guest, Cisco Murdoch. Uh, it was technical difficulties, and I, I wish that it would have recorded more, but uh, sometimes, techne- sometimes technology just fails us. So you can find Cisco on Journey Through the Gate portal paranormal podcast uh you can find her on libsyn as well as any great podcast catchers or you can find her on conflict radio and be um black swamp digital radio which you can find both my show as well and hers on both of those networks so check those networks out as well as cisco's show journey through the gate portal podcast paranormal podcast so until next week folks keep those minds open this is justin cancellari signing off you the highly anticipated mystery series. You got a lot of stories. Finding missing kids, solving cases when the cops couldn't. I believe in looking for the truth. From a network that brought you Riverdale. Look, <laughs> you saw a ghost. Dead Lucy. People say she still haunts our town. Nancy Drew, series premiere following the season premiere of Riverdale, tonight on The CW. Nancy Drew, tonight at 9 p.m., only on DCW 50, Washington CW. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. 
Get back to your life with CBD Medic. Available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.